Thanks for joining us on the Church of the Lakes podcast, where we inspire life, share life, and give life. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at cotlakes.com. We'd love to connect with you. Now, let's go to the message. Thank you. 
that that didn't happen for his relationship with my father. Right? And we have this tendency to put the, the lack of a man, we put the same issues on a God. Right? And we have that. And so those of us who have that, it's not something we go, oh, well, I can never have a relationship with God. It's just something for us to go, you know what? There's something weak there that has to be built up. Right? And so we've got to learn to, to understand who is Father. He goes on and says, I believe in God the Father, Creator of heaven and earth. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about Creator God, who He is. Check this out. Albert Einstein said these words, right? Science without religion is lame. Religion without science is blind. Say that again. Science without religion is lame. Religion without science is blind. Now, I am not a person who's going to turn a blind eye to science because I love science. Those of you who have heard me for a long enough know my degree is in biochemistry. Like, I, I love the science stuff. You want to talk science, you want to talk fossils, you want to talk evolution versus creation and all that kind of stuff, let's have lunch. I read this out now for a minute. It's going to take a long time. If there's any book, just be honest, that I've studied personally by more than any other book in the Bible, it's the book of Genesis. Because I think it's the foundational, it's the place where we've got to start, right? I, 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 I'll say it to you this way. I think every ology, like geology and cosmology and right, all of, I think every ology is a branch of theology. People don't realize the scientific method was created to prove God. The scientific method was, was created to prove who He is. So, so Romans 1 and 20 says this, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen. So it's hanging out right in front of you. Being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. God the Word says, what I have put out in front of you points to me. And that leaves no excuse for any of us. And the problem is, those of us who aren't scientific, we want to scientifically explain everything about a supernatural God that exists outside of this dimension. How do you do that? How do you use the created to define the creator? How does the clay pot tell you about the DNA of the man before me? It doesn't happen that way, right? We've got to look at that. So, so when I'm studying the sciences like genetics, did you know, by the way, there's enough DNA strands to stretch from here to the moon and back 10,000 times in your body? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that amazing when you think about that? Yeah, that, that just randomly happened. Now, 
and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said these words, four words, four crazy words, that there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and He separated the light from the darkness and called, called the light day, and the darkness He called back. And there was evening, and there was morning. First day, let there be light. In other words, ready? Let there be electromagnetic, electromagnetic radiation with varying wavelengths, traveling at the speed of 170,000 miles per second. Synthesis. Let there be gamma rays and X-rays, radio waves and microwaves. Let there be fiber optics. Let there be LASIK surgery. Anybody have LASIK surgery? Yeah, that started with these four words. Let there be satellite communication. Let there be color and hope and life and everything else. Let there be light. Light is the basis of everything. Four words. God speaks into existence. And ever since then, Light has been defeating darkness at 187,000 miles per second. Come on, somebody. Parents are off. Come on, church. But where is our vow? Or have we gotten so lulled into the day-to-day and paying the bills? Have we gotten so lulled into what we see around us and the struggle around us that we've forgotten Creator God, let there be light 187,000 miles per second. Verse 6, and God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate waters from waters. So God made the vault and separated the waters under the vault from the waters above. What is that? He's creating the atmosphere. Right? He's separating the waters that are going to be what is part of the earth and waters that are part of the expanding universe that we'll talk more about in a moment. And it was God called the vault sky. And there was evening and there was morning. Second day. And God said, let the waters go to the sky be gathered to one place. And let dry ground appear. And it was so. And God called the dry ground land. And gathered waters called seas. And God saw that it was what? It's good. It's good. And God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seeds in it, according to their various kinds. That's so key when we look at evolution versus creation. And it was so, the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds according to their kinds. You're going to hear that pay attention to that phrase over and over and over. According to their kinds. The tree bearing fruit with seeds in it, according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning. Day three. Verse 14, and God said, Let there be light in the vault of the sky to separate the day and the night. And let them serve the signs to mark sacred times. When it says sun, moon, and stars, is put into the place. And the days and the years, and let there be lights in the vault uh, to give light on earth. And so created the sun, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, and the lesser light to govern the night. But he also made the stars, and God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth to govern the day and the night. Separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was right. Good. And then there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day, the fourth day, verse 20, here we go. 
that's right. According to their kinds. And every winged bird. And God said that it was good. And God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water of the seas. And let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning. Day five. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures. According to their kind, the livestock, the creatures that move around the ground, the wild animals, each according to its kind, and it was so, and God made the wild animals according to their kind, and the livestock according to their kind, and all the creatures that move along the ground. Is God trying to say something to us? Come on, what did God repeat something that many times? All the creatures that move on the road according to that thing. And God saw that it was good. I did a lot of science classes. You know, about your major and just being interested in science myself. And one of the things that I often saw was they had these two different diagrams. And some of you didn't remember this diagram. It was simple. It started with a line. And then that line split and split and split and split in multiple lines. And that's the explanation of evolution. And it all started at one point with one organism. And then everything broke off from there. But the creation view of it is there's lines that split into kinds. In other words, there's a horse kind and a dog kind. Come on. And a horse and a dog can't get together and make a whatever that would be. Right? That's why it's called the missing link. There is no link in that. Here's what I would put before you. Before we grab the science of this world, before we take somebody who's got a PhD and has a British accent so they sound smart, and we say whatever they say must be the case, what would it look like for us to put on our biblical goggles first and look through God's Word and see what lines up with His reality? And the reality being that we see animals to this day all created according to their facts. Right? That's the way God created it to be. The word said in English is the Hebrew word to be translated challenge. But God said that God challenged darkness. It, it's like God challenges the darkness and the emptiness of the void. God challenges the emptiness with his voice. But the famous composer, check this out, Leonard Bernstein, said that the best translation of said is saying. Now, Maybe a little bit of a musical bias there, but you guys don't appreciate this on the worship team. Creation is God's song. Creation is God's symphony. According to the science, follow me here. I know if you're not a science person, this may not be really interesting, but follow this. According to the science of bioacoustics, millions of songs are being sung right now. Right now. And we can't hear. There's a reason we can't hear. We can hear them because our range of hearing is between 20 and 20,000 hertz. Right? Anything lower than that or higher than that is either infrasonic or ultrasonic. So we can't hear a whale's song that travels 4,000 miles into the water. Or we can't hear a meadowlark that has a range of 300 notes. Or what about earthworms? Do you know that they have a super sensitive machine that has measured earthworms? And that according to Arnold Summerfield, a German physicist and pianist, uh, that they have 
he exists outside of the four space-time dimensions that we live in. We have a hard time imagining this fifth dimension. We don't get that, but the Bible says that the day is like a thousand years or a thousand years like a day. That makes no sense to us because we exist in one time dimension. But God does not live within the creation. He is outside of time and he is outside of space. And if you put a fourth dimensional limit on God, you're in trouble. You have limited it. Now instead of letting God create you in his image, you are now creating God in yours. He's outside. He is bigger. Listen to this. According to the Doppler effect, the universe is still expanding. You have to understand, 100 years ago, this was a novel thought, right? It wasn't until January 1st, 1925, that Hubble is speaking to the American Astronomical Society, and he proposes this kind of counterintuitive idea based on some evidence that he found looking through some telescopes that the degree of red observed in the light coming from the galaxies was increasing in proportion. And he was saying, wait a minute, something's changing here. Translation, the universe is expanding. And we now, uh, the latest estimate is that the universe is about 93 billion light years across. Let there be light. Now there's 93 billion light years. It's a tremendous distance. And it all comes from four words. Let there be light. And those four words are still creating galaxies at the outer edge of our universe. And if God can do that with four, with four words, let me ask you a question. What are you worried about? Come on. Has your God gotten too small? When I said it's simple but profound, let me ask you, is your God big? Does your God hold 93 billion light years wide in the palm of his hand. Because if he does, what are you worried about? If he does, why do I not trust that he can deal with any silliness or craziness that is going on in my life right now? No doctor's report is bigger than him. Nothing. He is tremendous as big. And that brings me to the second point. God is bigger than big, but God is closer than close. I think the second point needs to closely follow the first point. Bigger than big is a little intimidating, honestly. But closer than close, I feel like I can wrap my arms around that. Number two is just God's close. In Genesis 1, before God even says what they're doing, he says that the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the deep. It is the first revelation of who the Holy Spirit is. Listen to me. For those of you who have studied the Holy Spirit, did you ever start with hovering? There's a good chance you didn't. There's a good chance that we started with Acts or, you know, the beginning or listen to me. Please catch this. Before the Holy Spirit fills, before He stirs, before He gifts, convicts, reminds, reveals, or all the other different functions of the Holy Spirit, first of all, He hovers. He hovers. He hovers over the surface of the deep. The Hebrew word for hover. Okay, put your seatbelt on. You can be ready for a little purpose as well. 
them with this. In regard to time, it refers to the split second before the split second after. So again, in time, it's the split second before the split second after. In other words, when a scientist tries to measure time, right? What is the place where it gets to the place where, like, how close can my fingers get before they touch? Before it just becomes simultaneous. It's actually called blank time. It's a scientific term. Blank time. And that's what it means. Think of it as a parenthesis in time, if you will. And in regard to space, it refers to a place right in front of the place, right in front of the back of the place. Same thing. That's pretty fun, what I'm saying. In other words, it comes a place in time and a distance where scientists can no longer measure because it comes, becomes simultaneous or becomes, well, they But blank time or blank length is that distance right before it does. Right before it becomes simultaneous. In quantum mechanics, stay with me here. I know some of you are like, oh, my Lord, I thought we were back in high school for a reason. Listen. Quantum mechanics, the shortest possible time is called point time. Here's what it is. It's 10 to the negative 44th power. That's 10 with 44 zeros in front of it and then a dot. There's a dot. That's point time. That's the smallest amount of time that we can measure before something becomes simultaneous. Now, this time to point length is 10 to the negative. That was to the negative 35th power. Okay, we'll get the same thing. Okay, Pastor Mike, you're freaking me out here. The numbers and all the stuff I take to church, not the science class. What is your point? Here's my point. Keep Hubbard. What's this? That's the multi-dimensional definition of this. In other words, comes closer than close in time and in space.
Thanks for joining us today. We would love to help you on your next steps. Please visit cotlakes.com. Join us weekly as we continue to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in our community.